It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Thursday edition of East Coast Bias right here on the Ringer Gambling Show. And of course, for our friends here at FanDuel TV, it's John Jastrzemski, Joe House, Raheem Palmer. We have a loaded show for you. We have a preview of week 13 in the NFL, including a monster matchup in the NFC, a game that we've had circled on our calendar for quite a while with the Niners going into Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. We got a preview on that. Uh, We will have the lines for Monday and Tuesday as far as the NBA in-season tournament is concerned. And I'm not going to lie, I needed a dictionary, a thesaurus. Maybe I needed a PhD to try to figure out who was in and who was out. So maybe Adam Silver in the league next year with this wonderful in-season tournament can give me a detailed explanation as far as everything is concerned. But House, as we go into... Week 13 in the NFL, feel like there's about six teams, seven teams that could go and win a Super Bowl. But I think over the next few weeks, we're going to have a lot of fun dissecting the make the miss the playoff market with Minnesota losing on Monday, with Green Bay and the Rams getting back in the thick of things here in the NFC. The AFC is all sorts of crazy. I mean, Joe Flacco might be starting a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I feel like, my friend, and opportunity is there for us to identify teams to make and miss the postseason. And dare I say, cash in a little bit. I, I think you're right. And, you know, i am been spending a lot of time with the NFC because it's four teams for two spots. And it looks like, you know, we've been kind of talking this through both on Wise Guys and on this East Coast Bias show the team that you know continues to to look like the best value out there dream circled it dream told the whole world on wise guys this past sunday that the los angeles rams are the play though that's the team and they are still available at plus 225 to make the playoffs now the rams the packers of green bay the minnesota vikings and the seahawks are the four teams that are duking it out for the two spots. 
in the NFC, but I like the Rams' uh, uh, schedule. They're home against the Browns. The Browns have been bad on the road. They're at the Ravens. Okay, that's probably a loss. So under those circumstances, they're six and seven with their last three games consisting of uh, four games consisting of the Seawards, the Saints, the Giants, and the 49ers. I'd like them to get at least three of those. And if they get to three, they're at nine and eight, and that's in in the NFC, I think, Dream. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Now, I have a team that is going to miss the playoffs, and it means another team is going to make the postseason. When you look at this New Orleans Saints team, they are struggling to score points. You look at the last 32 possessions, they've scored three touchdowns on their last 32 possessions. You know how two of them came? Two of them came from Jameis Winston when Derek Carr was hurt. One of them came from Taysom Hill when Derek Carr was on the sidelines. Now you look at the Saints offense, and they're banged up. Chris Olave, he suffered a concussion. Shahid got banged up. Michael Thomas is already out. So there's no way that this team is going to score points. I think this team misses the postseason, which means that the Atlanta Falcons are going to win that division. So I would take the Atlanta Falcons to win the division plus 100, and I would take the Saints to miss the postseason. Well, Raheem, considering that's a bid I made preseason, Atlanta to make the postseason, Atlanta to go and win the division, hopefully that Saints downfall here in the month of December is exactly what the doctor ordered for my wallet and for my FanDuel account. But the wild cards to me are interesting. I don't think the NFC South is going to get a second team. In theory, they could because the schedules are super weak and maybe they just luck into eight or nine wins. I love that Ram bet we made last week. It's still at plus 230 or plus 240 on FanDuel. I like 450 a lot more. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to beat around the bush. But I almost feel as if you look at the wild cards in the NFC, Dallas is an absolute lock to be one of the two, one of the three spots. I feel like one of the NFC North teams will get in. That's my feeling. I think either Green Bay or Minnesota, one or the other, will get one of those spots. And I think the Rams are going to pass Seattle. They beat Seattle twice. Seattle's schedule is brutal. We'll get to their game Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. I just wish, Raheem, I invested in Seattle to miss the postseason a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the way Geno Smith is playing right now, he's not the same guy that he was from last year. And I think we told you this earlier on in the year. One of the reasons why we picked San Francisco is because Geno Smith threw a lot of interceptable passes last year, and they weren't getting caught. This year, he's tended to regress to his to where he was for most of his career. And while the Seahawks' defense has kept him competitive, the offense just isn't there. So I think this is a team that could miss the postseason as well. I agree with you. I think one of those teams between the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers gets in. Obviously, Josh Dobbs hasn't played well, but they're talking about going back to another quarterback with Minnesota. And I think with the way Jordan Love in this Packers offense is trending up, I think one of those teams gets in. So I totally agree with you. All right, House, Packers, Vikings. You're betting on one right now to make the postseason. Who do you like more? Uh, it's I'm going to play the Packers, and I'm anticipating that they're going to lose at home against the Chiefs this coming uh, Sunday, Week 13. I do think it's going to be a close game. I love the way that, that Jordan Love's been trending. Uh, if you really get down into the metrics that that uh, surround the offensive line for the Packers. It's a very good offensive line, 
and they have young talent at the receiver position. They're all growing up together, it looks like to me. The price right now for the for the Packers is minus 110. If they lose, then you're going to get plus odds for them to get into the playoffs. The other thing that I just want to hold in reserve, I do think that we might get a good price on Seattle because they're going to lose the next three games, I think. Dallas, San, at Dallas, at San Francisco, home against the Eagles. But they have the Titans, the Steelers, and the Cardinals on the back end. They're already at six wins. If they get to nine wins and they have those three losses, I'll be looking after the Eagles game at the price for the Seahawks to make the playoffs because I think we're going to continue to see uh, quarterback distress out of the Minnesota Vikings. And so the Seahawks along the way here might end up with some value. All right, guys. AFC is a convoluted mess. Once you take out the four division winners, right? So you have Kansas City, Baltimore, Miami, and Jacksonville. Then you're looking at the Steelers, who I think are going to get in. And I am very proud of myself, guys, because I'm losing money left and right betting these Steeler individual games. At least I was smart enough, though, a couple weeks ago to get them at plus 120 to make the playoffs. I feel great about that. Tomlin, they're a bunch of cockroaches. I say that in the most complimentary way. They're going to get to 10-11. They're going to be in. So that leaves us two other spots, Raheem, where you have the Texans, the Broncos, which will be a big game, and we'll preview that in our next segment. Uh, You have the Browns with their uncertainty at quarterback. Uh, You might want to throw Buffalo into that equation. So I ask you, Raheem, if there's a team in the AFC we should be eyeing as a team to go and make the postseason, do you have one in mind? I think you got to go with the Houston Texans. With the way this team is playing, they're competitive every day. C.J. Stroud looks like a top-10 quarterback. That's a team that I would be looking for. If it's another team that I also would be looking for, it's probably Indianapolis Colts. But I think the value on the board is in taking the Cleveland Browns to miss the postseason. I think you can get that, the no at plus 135. That's where I would be looking. Yeah, House, that would not be kind, considering that was one of my preseason wagers at the beginning of the year. But I'm... I'm very concerned about Cleveland. I mean, they have a different quarterback. It feels like every other week they can't win on the road and they got some tough games on that schedule coming up. Now it does help that they're done with the Pittsburgh Steelers and that they're done with the Baltimore Ravens. But uh, when you have uncertainty at quarterback, it scares the living daylights out of you, dude. Yeah. I, I would like to come up with a path for the bills to still make it because quality of team I just think from from what we've seen, uh, the version of them at the beginning of the year before they got hurt, that the the fight they put up against the Eagles under those adverse conditions on Sunday, I, I've been impressed with the Bills. The two things holding them back are Sean McDermott and what they have left in terms of a schedule at Chiefs and then home for the Cowboys. Um, if they could steal one of those games, I think you could make a case for the Bills still to, 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 to be in there. But I like Dream's uh, perspective. I think Houston is in. They can score with anybody in the, in, in the NFL. And then, you know, I, I, I think we're only going to get one team out of the AFC West because I don't think what Denver has been doing is sustainable. I can get them to eight wins. I can maybe get them to nine wins. I think it might take 10 wins. Uh, and it could be this tiebreaker. It could be this Houston-Denver game as the tiebreaker between those two teams for who makes the playoffs this year. 
And I'm looking right now on FanDuel, the Texans to make the postseason. Yes, at minus 108, basically an even money bet. Indianapolis is at plus 118. And to the point of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're now minus 245 to make the playoffs. So uh, I think it's fair to say your boy got in on a very good number. Raheem, before we get to all these games, I know you're out on the Bills. I know you don't think the Bills are making the postseason. But from a numbers perspective and a numbers perspective alone, if they get in somehow, some way, you're never getting 33 to 1 on them to go and win the Super Bowl. Is that a lottery ticket that's worth taking? Because my thought is if they make the playoffs, that 33 to 1 is going to be down to like 12 to 1. I'm just from a numbers standpoint. What do you think about that? This is really tough for me just because I, I they have games against the Chiefs, the, the Cowboys, the Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. And you're going to have to beat the Chiefs or the Cowboys, like flat out. So the way this defense is playing, I just can't trust them. So if you want to take the lottery ticket, I'm not mad at it. But personally, I'm going to stay away. How's she taking that lottery ticket? 33 to 1 is a good number, dude. Yeah, and, and really it will be a way of paying homage to this to this team that I think, you know, they, they, they uh, it impressed me at the beginning of the year. And then they impressed me again with their resilience. They've lost games they shouldn't have lost. That Broncos game really is the game that's going to cost them the opportunity to make the playoffs, I think, ultimately, when it all sort of gets shaken out. But, um, you know, I still love Josh Allen. I love watching him play. I love Stephon Diggs. So I, I, I would pay, you know, some small amount, the price of a beer, as a way of of showing my respect for the for the Buffalo Bills this season. Think about this with Buffalo. They lost to Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and the Denver game. You win one, maybe two of those games, the Buffalo Bills are a playoff team. Instead, they're plus three and change on FanDuel to go and make the postseason. Guys, when we come back here on East Coast Bias, loaded, loaded card, including that Denver-Houston game. But the game of the year, perhaps, in the NFC. And a line that is rather telling. And I think the line tells us everything we need to know. I know my guy Raheem is glowing about it because right now he's public enemy number one in the city of brotherly love. But he's right to be. We're coming back. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for every Thursday night football game. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. Me personally, my favorite Thursday night football bet, I like the over. 47 and a half, Dallas Cowboys, Seattle Seahawks. Dak Prescott is playing out of his mind right now. Nobody can stop him. I think the Seahawks do a little bit to keep up. I think we finally get a shootout. A lot of primetime unders, but I think this one's a shootout. So over 47 and a half. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of our popular same-game parlays pre-built for you and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash gamblers for your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay every Thursday. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and up and present in select states. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com.
So, guys, it goes without saying, the game of the year in the NFL, maybe, is San Francisco and Philadelphia. For my money, they're the two best teams in the league. They're the two most complete teams in the league. This is a rematch of what transpired last January, and I might still be salty because I never felt like we got a fair indication of what we were going to get in that NFC title game because Brock Purdy had the... uh, the Tommy John, he got knocked out on the opening series, and the San Francisco 49ers did not have a quarterback in an NFC title game. Uh, to quote the former Yankee manager, Joe Girardi, that's not what you want. But as we get ready for this game on Sunday, despite the fact that the Eagles have the better record, despite the fact that the Eagles are at home, Raheem, this line opened at one and a half for San Francisco being favored. It's up to two and a half. In some places, it creeped up the three. And spoiler alert, I have been saying it on this show for a week and a half. I told you guys Monday when we did our Monday East Coast bias, the San Francisco 49ers are winning this game. This is a terrible spot for Philadelphia. This is a game that San Francisco has had circled on their calendar going back to last January. And I think they're the more complete team. I think they're the better team. I think Philadelphia is due to get picked off. I mean, I think that's obvious despite their resilience, despite their toughness. You tell me the Eagles are going to go 16 or 17 and one this year. I ain't buying it. Raheem, I'm on the Niners at one and a half. I would take it as high as three. I know you're with me, baby. I know it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. When you look at this Philadelphia Eagles team, they are a 10 and one team, but they are performing like a team who has won seven games this year. And when you look at their last three games, they were very, very telling. They should have lost all three of them. Obviously, you look at the Buffalo Bills, a game that we were on, Josh Allen miscommunicated with his receiver and didn't throw the game-winning touchdown. You look the week before that, Marcus Valdez-Scantling dropped a wide-open touchdown. You look at the game against the Cowboys. Cowboys were at the five-yard line and couldn't get it in. The 49ers are by far the best team in the NFL and you look at this spot for the Eagles 49ers they come off a game on Thursday night football they had 10 days to prepare the Eagles their defense was on the field a ton these last couple weeks you played the short week against the Chiefs then you come back and play the Bills and now you got to take on this 49ers team which has been desperate for this win after what we saw in the NFC championship game I think the 49ers blow this team out. There's a reason why this line went from one and a half to where you're seeing three. I think you can take the 49ers on some alternate spreads. Late 49ers minus six and a half. I think this is a blowout. Wow. So I, I like 49ers here in, in this in this spot, and it really goes to some of the circumstances that we're talking about, which is the Eagles playing basically a four-hour football game 92 snaps on the field for their defense, 40 minutes plus, right, for that defense being on the field, the extra rest for San Francisco. The ways that I am intending to play this, I'm going to play San Francisco on the money line, and I'm going to do some money line parlay action. And there's some some, some teams that I'd like to pair them up with that we might discuss here this afternoon. But the thing that I'm going to lean into the heaviest, my, my biggest bet, um, on San Francisco is going to be their team total. I absolutely love San Francisco over 24 and a half points. Every single game that Debo Samuel, Samuel and uh, 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 
my man, Mr. Williams, have played in, the 49ers have scored at least 27 points. So I, I just think this is a combination of the tough situation for the Eagles, for the Eagles defense. We have injuries on the Eagles defense, Fletcher Cox uh, and, and, and uh, uh, Cunningham also, both, both dinged up. And I, I just think that the 49ers are going to be able to move the ball. They put 42 points on the Dallas Cowboys defense. I think they might be able to do the exact same thing to these Eagles, fellas. Well, I love a family play right out of the gate, a united front across the board, and Philadelphia is due to lose one here. San Francisco, lock it in now. Bet it as soon as you can. They're going to win, and they're going to cover. All right, House, the big game in the AFC, and unfortunately, Jim Nance and Tony Romo are too good for this game because they wanted to take the week off after doing two games, but that's fine. We got my guy, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis going to Houston, and it's Denver against the Texans, and the winner of this game, is really positioned nicely to go find their way into the postseason. This line has moved with the Houston Texans. It's currently sitting at FanDuel at three and a half. I'm going to defer to you on this house. Start me off here. Denver, they've been great lately. They've been pulling games out of fire, winning a turnover battle. The Texans, tough loss against Jacksonville, but everybody feeling the C.J. Stroud, the Miko Ryans, Tank Dell vibes. Where do we stand on this biggie in the AFC? Yeah, JJ, you touched on it very briefly, but it really has been the tale of the Denver resurgence. Denver reclaiming their season has come by way of the turnover. Their defense has created 15 turnovers over the last uh, uh, five games. The average starting position for the Denver offense is their opponent's 46-yard line. Now look, they all they, they they only scored two touchdowns on those possessions another seven field goals. Um, I like this opportunity for Houston. The way that I'm preferring to play it is on the Houston money line at minus 180. And Houston, I might buy down a point to Houston minus two and a half. I don't want to lay three and a half here. I think Denver, the combination of the way that their defense has been playing uh, of late and the ball control, ball management deep, uh, on offense, but the thing is, I like Houston with the ball late, able to score at will. I don't think that this Broncos defense can keep up with the, the Houston offense. So I'm fine with laying less than three, and I'm fine with the money line. So I totally agree with House on this one. And with the way that the Broncos are generating turnovers, that's the only reason why these they're winning these games. To me, Houston is by far the better team. To me, they have the better offense. They have the better quarterback. And at some point, they're not going to continue to win these games with smoke and mirrors. The other team is not going to continue to just hand them the ball. Cleveland had plenty of opportunities to win that game with Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Phillip Walker. And they kind of just pissed it away. So I like this spot for Houston at home. Now, we did see sharp money on Houston bring this line to three and a half. I think three and a half is a little bit steep for this game. So I think House's analysis with taking the Houston money line is perfect. I think you can parlay that with something else. But at three and a half, I just, I just don't want to lay the points there. So this is a really tricky game for me. And I understand your point as far as the turnover regression with the Denver Broncos. It's totally fair. At the same time, though, Denver has found something defensively. 
And they're playing like a completely different defense than the one we saw in week three against the Dolphins going give up 70 points. And I'm also a little concerned about Houston, a young team. They lost an emotional division game last week against Jacksonville. And how does that necessarily carry over going into this Denver game? So I can tell you guys without hesitation, when I was going through the week 13 card, this was an immediate cross-off for me. I did not want to get involved with Denver and Houston. My lean is to take the three and a half for what it's worth, but I don't feel great about it. So I am staying away from Denver and Houston. I'll tell you a game I am not staying away from, and it is on Sunday night. And I know I get another opportunity to pick against the Kansas City Chiefs. What can go wrong in a primetime environment and a primetime spot? But Raheem, I'm telling you, I think the Packers have found something here. They played brilliantly last Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, that young team, to House's point earlier in the show, they're starting to come of age. The young wide receivers, Jordan Love has been much better. And the fact that this line has already come down from six and a half down to six, I'm not saying I think Green Bay is going to win the game. I think they're going to be able to hang here. I think this game is going to be super competitive. And I am more than willing to go and bet Green Bay plus the points. And I know we talk about Mahomes as a small favorite. This isn't exactly three. This isn't exactly two and a half. It's in that six, six and a half range. Second row game in a row for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm on the Packers and I feel good about it plus the six. So this is interesting because back in 2021, Aaron Rodgers was hurt. And guess who had their first row start? It was Jordan Love. And you, you look back at that game. This was a Chiefs offense that was absolutely rolling at the time. The final score was 13 to 7. And the Packers were able to cover that number. Line was seven and a half. Very cold game, over under 48 and a half. It went under. So Jordan Love has experience playing against this team. I know it was two years ago. It wasn't the Chiefs defense that we saw from before, but I think you're right here. I don't necessarily have a play on it right now, but I like the direction that you're headed. So I would love to hear what House has to say. Well, I'm just going to pick on the squarest position of of the entire card, which is the Chiefs under the second half total. It's happened in all 11 of their games this season. It's the trend that just keeps on trucking. Uh, Second halves in these Kansas City games are averaging under 15 points. The second half total for this game, 20 and a half. Do we dare back this trend again? The interesting thing is that we know the Packers are a second half team. The Packers all season long have been so much better in the second half than in the first half. Virtually all of their points are in the second half. Now, some of that is uh, attributable to the maturation process of this Packers team, but I don't know. I, I, I'm also not heavily uh, leaning one way or the other. I prefer the points, I think, with the Packers. But what I'm really focused in, are, 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 in on, are, are we going to do something with this second half total? Well, House, when you mentioned the squarest possibility imaginable, I thought you were going to tell me I'm just taking Kansas City and taking them to win the game. That's where I thought you were going. Yeah, I thought I thought House was going to hit us with a teaser. Like, House is the king of the teasers, and then you got a teaser spot, albeit on the right road, there. and he didn't, he didn't take it. <laughs> Raheem, mark my words. I would bet a sizable chunk out of my wallet, whatever I have in there right now, that 
our buddy Joe House will have Kansas City at some point in time, whether it is on his show Friday with Warren Sharp, whether it is on Ringer Wise Guys when we do our family meal, and Kansas City to win a game will absolutely be one of those legs. House, you don't have to tell me yes or no, but I know what the answer is. You're going to do it, and that's okay. Um, That's fine. You know me too well. What can I say? I do. Listen, I've worked with you now for a year and a half. I, I know what my guy likes to do. I know his trends. I know his formulas. Anyway, House, Cleveland and the Rams. I feel like this line, We, if we like Cleveland, we should wait. But if you like the Rams, I think you should get on it now because if they go and announce Joe Flacco is playing a quarterback, I don't think we get three and a half in the market, bud. Do you? Ho, ho, ho. No, I got to no. correct you. I got to correct you here. Let's this line was actually five. Oh, it's so up the, to five already? No, it's it's up up was, five? no, it was five. And it actually came down to three and a half. Wait, Joe Fl- is Joe Flacco playing? What am I missing here? So... This number is actually coming down because people think Joe Flacco is going to play. That Vegas thinks Joe Flacco is an up. Did they watch Joe Flacco with the Jets last year? He can't move, Raheem. That is what the sentiment is right now. People are saying that the market is basically saying that Joe Flacco is an upgrade over PJ Walker. So, Dream, I, I'm interested in this. I thought the, I saw the movement. I thought it had to do with um, the Miles Garrett, like confirm that Miles Garrett is going to play, he, that, that, you know, the MRI showed no structural damage. Now, I mean, it, it felt crazy to me as I was looking at the line that Miles Garrett might be worth a full point and a half. But on the other hand, not crazy, because to me, defensive player of the year, and to me, the anchor of, at least when they're at home, the best defense in the NFL, not so on the road, but definitely at home, the best defense. So I, I I didn't realize I didn't I wasn't processing it by virtue of of, of quarterback um, Joe Flacco versus PJ Walker because uh, DTR is definitely out right yes DTR is definitely out a point and a half to the to, that's got to be Miles to to your point house that's got to be Garrett related Raheem there's I, no I, way the books are <laughs> valuing a guy who has literally been off the freaking couch has not played. And, oh, by the way, when he played last year, he was an immobile statue for the New York Jets in limited duty. Uh, This is not Joe Flacco who won a Super Bowl MVP over a decade ago. I'm just saying. There's no way. That is fair, but I do think Joe Flacco in the Brown system with Kevin Stefanski is a much different quarterback than Joe Flacco with the New York Jets. Maybe. Uh, I'm more than willing mm-hmm. to bet the Rams. That's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying I agree. I'm not saying I agree with the sentiment, but I just, I just wanted to put the sentiment that I'm seeing from the market out there. Fair enough. I'll tell you this right now, guys. Here's my sentiment. Give me the Rams laying three and a half. I love the Rams this week. I love them. I think they're back in the playoff race. I, I think they got some juju cooking. Uh, I know that Brown defense is scary. They stink on the road. How's some betting? I, money If you're looking to throw something in a money line parlay and you want to get your your odds up a little bit, and you don't want to take all those seven, eight-point favorites, throw the Rams in their house. Think about that. To your point, Joe Flacco has three wins in his last 17 starts dating back to 2019. So that's to your point. (laughs) Thank you. I always love when uh, data and scientific proof can be used to enhance my analysis. Thank you. That's right. Take take that for data, uh, JJ. The (laughs) craziest thing, the Browns are allowing almost 30 points a game on the road. Over over 29 and a half points. 
And the problem that I have with the Browns is I can't get to 17 points with them. I can't come up with Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper went out. Like he, he might have a rib injury. We'll be monitoring the injury report. But I just, they have to have a defensive touchdown to have a chance at 17 points. It looks like to me, this is a race to 20. The first team to 20 wins the football game. The Rams team total is 21 and a half. I wish it was uh, slightly under that. Maybe we'll see some uh, movement. The total sitting at 39 and a half. That needs to go down to get the Rams team total under the 21 and a half. Because I would play it at 21. I don't want to play it at 21 and a half. But I'll probably do what you're recommending, JJ. Just play the Rams on the money line and put them together with somebody that I like. Perhaps with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm, I like it. I absolutely like it. All right, when we come back, boys, we'll get you ready for Thursday Night Football. Cowboys, been dominant. They've been dominant. Will it continue to be the case Thursday, laying a big number against the Seattle Seahawks? We'll have NBA in-season tournament odds, and I'll try and help you guys out as far as betting the college football uh, championship weekend. House, listen, when I give you some plays, I've been in the lab. I'm not exactly Mr. College Football, but you know what? I'm going to be this weekend. I feel good about these plays. All that more. It's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. That's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. All right, boys, let's get to Thursday night football. Big game for the Seattle Seahawks. Dallas coming off a whooping of houses, Washington C-words. You have the Cowboys at home laying eight and a half points against Seattle. You know, House, here's my fear with this game. Dallas the better team. I expect Dallas to win. In some regard, this can be, in some ways, maybe a kitchen sink game for Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. I kind of look at it that way. Like, I'm going to wait to bet this one. I'm thinking I might get a better number as we move closer to kickoff. Uh, I know Seattle hasn't given you much reason to believe that they could go into Dallas and play well in this spot and play well in this game, but I think they're going to. I just think Dallas is good. It's kind of bound for a close game, and I kind of think Seattle is due to be in one of these games. I'm holding my nose to taking the Seahawks plus eight and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen nines out there on FanDuel, JJ, and I wouldn't be surprised if this gets to 10. I'm interested in Dream's opinion on whether it even jumps over the 10 the way that the C-Words uh, game did for Thanksgiving. 
but it's very hard to come up with a game script that has the Seahawks competitive here. The only way I think your your urge to be cautious is the right way to approach it. But I, I like Dallas sitting here as a at a in a team total position of 27 and, and a half. They have uh gotten way across 27 in every one of its uh their 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 five home games. And so I'm gonna go ahead and feel comfortable with playing Dallas team total and maybe just stay away from the spread dream. So I agree with you on the team total. I actually like the over 47 and a half. I think this is probably a, a quiet shootout. And one thing that you have to look at, the way Dak Prescott is playing right now, people don't realize it, but he's playing like an MVP candidate. Bill Barnwell posted this tweet. He has an 80.7 QPR since week six. Nobody is over a 68. And, you know, Mina Khan's broke this down, but he's first in QBR versus man, first in QBR versus the blitz, second in QBR under pressure, second in QBR from the pocket, first in QBR outside of the pocket, and first in QBR on third down. So this guy is playing lights out right now. And I think he's going to be able to put some points up on this Seattle defense. You look at what they did against the 49ers, 49ers put up 31 points. Commanders put up 26 points. So House is right on the ball. But I also think we've reached a peak of the market on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think you can take the Dallas Cowboys at all. To your point about seeing like a 10, we've already seen a nine, a nine and a half. And that number has actually come down to about eight and a half. So I think there's some people in the market who already felt like the Cowboys have reached their peak and they're going to grab Seattle. So I don't think we're going to see this number go too far up. I think nine is probably the max that we'll see. So if you want to grab Seattle, I can understand it, but I'm staying away from the side and I'm just going to play the total. Yeah, and listen, the total right now on FanDuel is at 47.5. The spread at the moment is at 8.5. Raheem, is there any hesitation with an over here in prime time? Just seeing again, it's just ridiculous the amount of prime time unders that continue to come in. I get your logic here. Dak's playing some of the best football of his career. I do think Seattle, even without Kenneth Walker, is going to be able to have some success throwing the football and moving the ball on the Cowboys. I do. I I think they're going to be able to make some plays in the passing game, but we've seen so many of these primetime unders. I'm like, I think your logic sound. I think your point makes sense, but I'd be a little queasy. I'm not going to lie, dude. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely brutal. And there's no logical reason why these games continue to fly under right now. And the one thing I will say is that for some reason, the Sunday night football and Monday night football unders have just, they've really gone under. At least with Thursday night football, you'll see a couple overs here and there. Sunday night football, Monday night football unders are 23 and 3 this year. There's no logical reason. It's just, it's just one of those years where you're just seeing things that we haven't seen before. But I would still lean towards the over. At, at some point, the market just has to adjust. So maybe I'm trying to catch a fall in knife. <laughs> well, you might catch one. House, is there any interest for you in getting on board with the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl? at around 8 or 9 or 1. Uh, Raheem mentioned how brilliant Dak Prescott has been. Now, there are still the same questions with Dallas. They match up terribly with San Francisco. They got smoked by San Francisco early in the year on Sunday Night Football. They play and match up, in my opinion, much better with the Philadelphia Eagles. And in my humble opinion, I think they should have beaten the Philadelphia Eagles a couple weeks ago. That's just uh, a little food for thought. 
But is there any way you could get on board with like an eight or a nine to one with the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl? Not to win the Super Bowl, but I still stand by my parlay of the Cowboys to win the NFC and the uh, Miami Dolphins to win the AFC. And for that to be the matchup, the Super Bowl matchup, that pays at better than 32 to one odds. And, you know, it's the same script for both teams. The same criticism. Those teams don't beat anybody that's any good. Those teams, you know, they just they just go out and, and pump up their stats against the bad teams. Well, look, at some point, all of that efficiency that they're generating might carry through. And, you know, at, at, at odds better than 32 to 1, it's worth a little flyer for me. I haven't lost my enthusiasm for it, Dream. Yeah, I, I don't blame you at all. I just think with the way these conferences are set up, there's about six or seven teams that can win a Super Bowl. And the Cowboys and the Dolphins are definitely one of them. So I really like that future. All right. So we don't have a United front here on this Thursday night game. It feels like the boys going a variety of different ways. House throwing the team total out there. Raheem giving you an over. And I'm holding my nose. I would take Seattle at eight and a half. But in reality, I'm going to wait because I expect nothing but Cowboy money to come in on this game. So maybe our friends at FanDuel, if you're listening, can you get me nine? Can you get me nine and a half? I'd like that before we kick off Thursday night. When we come back, fellas, I know I needed my thesaurus. I know I needed my PhD maybe to figure it out. I should have went to school uh, with our buddy Raheem. But we have odds from Monday and Tuesday with the in-season tournament. All the minutiae's done. All the group plays done. Now we know Monday and Tuesday what it's going to be. Some early leans, some early thoughts from the fellas. They're coming up next. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. All right, boys, now we know the in-season tournament quarterfinals are set. We know what the matchups are going to be on Monday and Tuesday. The odds to win the in-season tournament as we speak. Boston at plus 310. Milwaukee at plus 350. Sacramento a little under 5-1. to one, The Lakers at plus 550. Phoenix at plus 600. New Orleans, Indiana, and the Knicks, the long shots. The Knicks, the longest of shots at 17-1 to one to go and win this bad boy. House, unfortunately, the T-Wolves did not make it through. Uh, now I got to reassess and I got to readjust. In-season tournament winner. If we're reinvesting, where are we reinvesting, baby? So I like the Los Angeles Lakers at plus 550 to win this thing. And I might play both the Lakers to win and LeBron as the MVP. The reason I like the Lakers at that plus 550 number is because if they beat the Suns, uh, which is right now, I think they're, they're they're laying two at home, and they get to Vegas, then those Vegas games are going to be home games for the Lakers. And if they play either of the Kings or the Pelicans, I like the Lakers. And then if you get to the championship game with the Lakers, then you have a perfect hedge. 
plus 550 if you're sitting on a plus 550 ticket to win this thing and they make it, you know, if they beat the Suns and then I, I like the idea of them against the Kings or the Pelicans um, in Vegas, then you're sitting on a, on a decent ticket. So that that's, as I've surveyed the, the scene, the Lakers, there's also a bunch of narrative stuff like LeBron, you know, the, the first ever thing, a way for him to distinguish himself from MJ. And, you know, that that that's part of the, the narrative stuff that also fits my eye in terms of, of why I want to make this investment. Raheem, I'm in. Plus 550 for the Lakers, I'm in. Because they've beaten Phoenix. I know they've beaten them twice. They've beaten them again. I like it. Plus 550. I don't know if I can get there. And I, I, I just, to me, this Lakers team, the biggest issue I have with this Lakers team is that the entire LeBron James era, they've really, really struggled to shoot the three ball. And I look at Phoenix. They're a team that's getting healthier. And when you can't shoot the three ball, you're behind the eight ball in today's NBA. So I look at, obviously, they're laying two against the Suns. But to me, they'd probably be on a neutral court. They're probably a pick em or slight dogs against the Pelicans or the Kings. And I think those teams are just younger teams with more athleticism who can shoot the three. And I think that puts them behind the eight ball. So at plus 550, I can't get with this number. I will, Me personally, I think a lot of the value is kind of soaked up out of all these numbers. You could like, you look at the Boston Celtics. They're th- uh, three to one right now. You could have gotten them 34 to one the other day after they oh lost to the Oh my goodness. Match. Oh, that's cruel. I wish, I, and I knew that. And I just chose not to take it. So I guess I have nobody <laughs> to blame but myself, you know? So I would be looking at some of the long shots. You look at the Pelicans, 12 to one. To me, they're live dogs against the Sacramento Kings, who they just beat twice last week. That number is plus five against the Sacramento Kings. I think this is closer to a pick'em game. So I'd be looking at the Pelicans at 12 to one. They win that game, that line gets chopped in half. Or you look at the New York Knicks. This Milwaukee Bucks team can't stop a nosebleed. And they almost beat them, Raheem. They almost beat them earlier in the year. If it wasn't for Randall stinking up the joint, they would have won that game. Early in the they season. are 17 to 1 to win the in-season tournament. They could easily win this game against the Bucs, and then they match up well against the Boston Celtics. We've seen them bat- go to go to war the last couple of years. So I would take the two of the long shots, if you ask me. All right, fair enough. And in case you're wondering, Knicks, by the way, house 17 to 1, and the Knicks getting six uh on Tuesday. The premier games on Tuesday, by the way, Knicks, Bucks, and then you have the uh, the Lakers Suns game. They set that up away from football. I, I like that. The only observation I'll make as, as my parting shot is: let's remember the NBA of all the leagues somehow finds a way for certain matchups, certain premier matchups. When all the lights are on, when it's prime time, if we're going to Vegas for a first ever championship in season do uh, the lakers and the and the celtics make sense the lakers and the knicks make sense the knicks especially that's what i'm definitely gonna invest in never put it past the nba to find its way to a matchup that suits its television partners and the national audience my friends the knicks haven't won a a title since 1972 
Uh, stop, not, stop, stop. Oh, no, 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 no. I love no, no, no. it. 17-1, yeah, no, let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to House's point. They haven't He's run right. since 1972. Why not, why not get this one? 17 Why not get this one? Let's go. If, if they hang a banner for the in-season tournament, I'm personally <laughs> going to Madison Square Garden. I'm climbing up on the dopey rafters, and I'm tearing it down. So, please, please. Uh, uh, if they win, great. I hope I cash 17-1 because I'm going to bet it now. But uh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I can't. I can't. All right, we come back. Our best bets plus a couple of plays for this big weekend in college football. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. All right, guys, before we say goodbye, best bets, and I'm going to surprise you guys a little bit. I'm going with some college football. It's a big-time championship weekend. I know we don't do a lot of college football on the show. We're busy. we got a lot going on, but there are a couple of plays I like. Oregon, they should have beat Washington the first time they played. This line opened at 7.5. You find it on FanDuel at 9.5. The Ducks are the better team. Washington has been getting away with smoke and mirrors. Big game for Bo Nix and company. I'm on the Ducks. They'll be quacking. I'm laying 9.5. The second one I got for you guys, SEC title game. Bama getting the points against the champs in Georgia. This is Bama's only way to get in a national championship game. I think you're going to get a kitchen sink game. Milrow's been playing great. He had the touchdown against Auburn the other day. I am grabbing the six with Bama. So Oregon and Bama, those are my two best bets in college football. Guys, I go back to the gridiron with you on NFL Sundays. House, what do we got for our best bet, bud? Well, I got to get in on this college football action. I never bet on college football, but the one that I am absolutely positively jumping in with both feet, Michigan. The first half spread is 11 and a half. I think that they're going to race out. They're going to embarrass Iowa because the one thing that the Michigan Wolverines need to do this weekend is take that trophy from the Big Ten commissioner who tried to punish Harbaugh. Michigan first half, minus 11 and a half. I'm on that. And then, of course, I got to play a little money line parlay in the NFL. It's going to be the Rams as one leg, the 49ers as the other leg. That's plus 160. You know how we do it, uh, Dream, with the NFL. And, yeah, if y'all think I'm not getting in on the last Pac-12 championship ever, y'all are crazy. I'm taking Oregon. I agree with JJ on that. In addition, one that really stands out to me, Florida State versus Louisville, under 48 and a half. We know Jordan Travis got banged up. That Florida State offense isn't the same, so I like the under there. I like it. Some college football plays from the fellas. As we say goodbye, the boys put the work in. They put the research in. Uh, I figure you guys are going to take it to the NFL. And by the way, I'm throwing this out there, House. This one's just for you. I threw in a three-team money line parlay. I am on the Dolphins. I am on the Niners. And I am on the Los Angeles Rams to get it done. I wanted to get some skin in the game on Miami. I did not want to lay 
Nine and a half points, wet day. Dolphins a little bit banged up on the injury report, but they're not losing to the SeaWorld's house. I'm throwing it in there. I'm going to add it right now. Let's, that makes a nice three-legger. Well, I'm not betting on the SeaWorld's either. Let's get Miami in on this thing. That takes it all the way up to plus 218. That's enough for a, for, for half a porterhouse, JJ. I love it. I know this, Raheem, as a parting thought. We'll be on the Niners come Sunday at 425. Buckle up, big boy. Or without a doubt. <laughs> Boys, that's going to do it for this loaded edition of East Coast Bias. We'll be back on Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Us three and Cousin Sal for Ringer Wise Guys. And then on Monday, we will have another East Coast Bias that recaps what you see in Week 13 in the NFL. And, of course, we will have our plays officially for Monday and Tuesday in the in-season NBA tournament. And we'll see if I'm maybe getting on board with the Knicks 17 to 1, money line across the board. Raheem might have convinced me. Good job by the Wargon Warrior. Enjoy your Thursday. Catch those tickets. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 and up and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit CCPG dot org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9 with it in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming hope is here Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.